0: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another wonderful spiritual teaching video for you. We're going to start a lesson number two in this wonderful series called The School of Light, The Journey of the Everlasting Covenant. This will be the lesson where we start talking about you. That's right. If you remember the history, I had been working through Isaiah 61 and had gotten to verse number eight, where God said, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. You. In lesson number one, we had talked about how the covenant Began, what it was, and who it was with. And we're going to review just a little bit of that before we begin lesson number two. Welcome everybody to the Garden of Eden, the spiritual place of the presence and the delight of the Lord God, the author and the finisher, the judge, the legal bond of the eternal, everlasting covenant. We want to also give Pixabay a wonderful thank you and blessing. This is one of their free motion videos. And if you'll notice, my hands sometimes will just disappear. I'll have strange things happen around my hair. It's because I have no green screen behind me. My little space is too small. I've tried big, professional ones. Don't work. Take up too much room. Doesn't fill the whole space that I need. I put one on my chair. Too small. I made a homemade one. Very cumbersome to put up and hold. Hold. Now, I know I used to use another format where I'd sit and you'd see into my living room. I might go back to that one. That one seems to work. I put flowers, put a picture frame on a stand. Mm-hmm. It's a little clearer, but it's very crowded back there. And it doesn't help you to see into the realm of the spirit. It's more natural looking. So I'm not sure about if I'll go back to it or not. But please forgive me if I am fuzzy. If the words on the screen when I put them up are fuzzy. If you can't stand to watch fuzzy, if I am, just close your eyes and listen. Remember, I am speaking out into other galaxies, into faraway star systems, to their planets and their living creatures. Mm -hmm. You might want to call them to us. They might be called aliens. But to them, we might be called the aliens. God's reaching out all over the seen universe. Because it is a representative, a shadow of the realm of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So we are beginning here in the School of Light. Lesson number two of the journey of the everlasting covenant. And since we've welcomed everybody, let's now open with prayer because that helps sets our spirits that are here in the garden. Oh, no, you may be watching this when it gets uploaded in your physical body and I can get past all the stuff called the soul. Yeah, that's why God makes it so you can travel even if you have no Internet. Mm -hmm. You can come to the garden and be taught spiritually. You might do it in your dreams. You might have visions. When you're in prayer time to another God, when you're at work, I can visit you there. That's right. Mm -hmm. So be encouraged. There is hope for you that you know nothing of. So let's start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us another teaching of your everlasting covenant that you desire to make with us and that you have made with us those that you will call your children. Mm -hmm. We thank you for your covenant that you made with all creation and life that we learned about in the last video. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, our spiritual teacher. And thank you for your word, Christ Jesus, who was inside a dirt body, came and walked among us so you could be among us and talk to us and touch us, minister to us and teach us. Thank you for coming, Father. And thank you for going to the cross with your son as a sacrifice. To pay the price that was owed by the law of the kingdom of heaven to traitors. We didn't know we were a traitor. But that was passed down through our DNA, our genes, our spiritual makeup. When our first ancestor, forefather, named Adam, disobeyed you. Disobeyed a known law and commandment. of Do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. that we... When we did, we would surely die. We didn't know what that meant, Father, but you did. We would lose our light and our love and our Holy Spirit for you. We would fall into the darkness of following the soul, its lust of its eyes, the lust of its flesh, and the pride of its life. And we would serve another named Satan. We may not know him as Satan. He might be another God or goddess to us but we would serve another besides you. Thank you for forgiving us and paying the price on the cross. So now you can teach us, and you've opened up your garden to us to help us because of your everlasting covenant you made with humanity, with all living creatures long ago. Thank you for helping us to see deeper into your heart and into your law for us. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. The everlasting covenant was written down in eternity, spoken out, recorded in the courts of the heavenly kingdom, Mm -hmm. heaven itself. When I read Isaiah 61, verse 8, and God said, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I had to study. We don't make it with him. He makes it with us. In the first lesson, we talked about his covenant with all of life. When he decreed it to come forth from him. Now we're going to pick up where he is talking about making an everlasting covenant with us. The forever person. Inside the body of dirt. Before we begin into this teaching lesson number two. Let's do a little review of some of the definitions of what a covenant is. According to Webster's Dictionary. It's a formal, serious, binding agreement. A compact. Two. A written agreement or promise usually under seal between two or more parties, especially for the performance of some activities. Three, the common law action to recover damages for breach of such contract. It's a pledge. It's a contract. So the Everlasting Covenant Began long before it was breathed out, spoken, decreed into legal everlasting life. It came forth out of this Father, this King Himself. When He spoke, it gave life to the covenant, it made the covenant legal. It made the covenant everlasting. When God would speak. Out of himself. The covenant was already within him. And he was breathing it out. Speaking it out. For all to see and hear. And for all to know. It's truth. It's knowledge. And it's legality. In Genesis 1, 3, we learned, he said, let there be light. And there was light. Knowledge came forth, light, life, truth, wisdom, understanding, rules. And there was light. So we learn he's a speaking God, <laughs> this author of the everlasting covenant that we read about in the authorized King James Bible he speaks, and it's decree it's law that's the rule of a king or a queen. You speak after you have listened, pondered, you know your duty, you know who you're to serve it's done in a other series called the King and Kingdom series we 're going to dwell. A little bit more into what it means to be a king. The oaths you must take. The vows. Who you're to serve. What it looks like a little bit more. So let's hear a little bit more about when God speaks out of himself. Decrees the everlasting covenant. Psalms 33, 9. For he, God the creator, the author of the everlasting covenant, spoke decreed, decreed, breathed out, gave life to, and it, the everlasting covenant, came forth. It was done, law for eternal. It was law, everlasting, sealed by the king himself. He commanded, he made law. He was the binding force, the legality, the judge, the justice, the ruler, the rule maker. What he spoke was unbreakable, it was legal. And it, when it was spoken out, this everlasting covenant stood fast, forever, firm. Binding, unbreakable, forever and lasting. So God spoke out the everlasting covenant in light, in truth, in knowledge. An unbreakable, legal, binding contract that he was the author of, the sealer of the attorney for, the judge of, to and with all life, creation. So out came from the heart of God the deep thoughts he'd had. Out from his womb, yes, he has a womb, because he has a mother's side. We're going to learn about that. It's called agape, love. From out of the womb of God. Came the everlasting covenant. Light, knowledge, truth came forth in the contract, the decreed covenant between himself and all life. Then, as these words of living water came forth. Into the vastness of nothingness, the Holy Spirit, His Spirit, the very life force of God, the Creator Himself, moved upon the face, on the surface, in it, over it, around it, through it. Of these waters, of these words that came forth from God. To help us understand his words of the everlasting covenant and the covenant himself, we have to continue to study a little bit more about him and his word. Psalms 33, 4. Through eight. For the word of the Lord is right, means not corrupt, not crooked, not perverse, not twisted, not unlawful, not evil, not wicked. And all of his God, the Lord's works, his actions, his deeds, his thoughts, his creations are are and were done in truth. Yes, the everlasting covenant was done in truth mm-hmm. not twisted or perverted, but lawful, righteous and glorious and what does the word truth mean you have to understand these words so we slowly go through them truth means it's something is stable unbreakable standing enduring that was and is the everlasting covenant it's sure it's certain it's trustworthy it's assured Guaranteed, established, faithful. Mm-hmm. So you're learning about the everlasting covenant that it's sure and certain, it's trustworthy, it's guaranteed, it's established, and it is faithful because it was created in truth, spoken in truth by the only truth giver and designer the great i am the el shaddai jehovah himself the lord god of the king of the kingdom of heaven truth also means it's true and it's firm steady boy we need that it's secure thank you lord (laughs) boy because when we left the covenant with you, it stayed steady. It was supported by your love, agape. It will guard us, whoever the covenant was in contract with. It would guard them, protect them as a parent. It would be faithful. It would be trusted. It was to be permanent, fixed, eternal, Everlasting, and it would sit as of the right hand of assurance. It was a pledge, it was sealed by the right hand. When you take an oath or a vow, you raise your right hand and you make a legal binding oath, a vow, a pledge to do something. That's what he did for us. It was sealed by an oath, a vow, a pledge, his bond. It was verified by eternity and testing. He even, if you look at it, he made the vow and oath with a blood oath. He shed his own blood on a cross for you. Now, he helped us to see the value of blood oaths. In the kingdom of darkness, Satan knows about that. So he took one himself. He did not have blood, earthly blood. His was the blood of the realm of the spirit, his faithfulness. It was verified by eternity and tested. Truth means true, not concealed. Mm-hmm. You learn all about about the covenant in the Old Testament. Webster's Dictionary defines the word truth as fidelity, faithful, not a liar or deceiver. It's constant, forever. It was sincere, not lying to us or deceiving us or bewitching us in any actions or words. It wasn't a way of binding us by our oaths, with no intention of fulfilling the contract. It was a body of real, believable, tangible words, deeds, events, things, facts. So we're learning that the everlasting covenant that God spoke out of himself. That I read about in Isaiah 61 verse 8, which let me read it to you. Says, for I, the Lord, love judgment; I hate robbery, for burnt offerings, and I will direct their works in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. We've been working through Isaiah sixty-one and sixty-two in the tele ministry series of educational. Videos and in others, the school of light. It's real important to work through these scriptures because they are the foundation of the heart of this God that I learned about, so I could help you his way, not the way of mental health counseling or the way of the world, but the way of light and truth. Now we'll continue with Psalms 33 4 through 18 verse 5 he God the Lord the owner and author of the everlasting covenant wants to help us even more to understand but what happened was long ago we fell from knowledge of this truth this covenant in its fullness we fell into darkness, ignorance. We had help by Satan, the very adversary of God, speaking through our soul. Mm-hmm. Helping us to look through the eyes with lust. To lust with our appetites. And to believe that we were the greatest gift a God. He used pride, and from those three, we fell from the everlasting covenant. We broke it, but thank goodness God held, and we're going to pick up right here in lesson number two about the next portion of the everlasting covenant. We saw that he made it with all of creation. He will fulfill that. One day this earth will be folded up like an old garment destroyed. May, and I believe it's to be by fire. Maybe the sun exploding. And burning all up in our solar system. But he says I will create a new earth. That will have none of these issues on it. It will have no blood spilt on it. No vengeance. No demons. No sin. So his covenant will hold. But he will destroy the old. And in death will come life. So let's pick up a little bit more about the everlasting covenant and you. God's eternal covenant was made in his womb, in his heart. I forgot where I was. I had to answer my phone, but I'm back. We'll try to pick up with my train of thought. We had been talking about the everlasting covenant. I got that. And how it affects you. It was God's eternal words, decreed, spoken about you and him. That he had come up with within himself. And it was true and trustworthy, and it would hold through long ages of us breaking our oath. So God's eternal covenant was made in his very heart, his womb, to yet unborn children, you, and would be his child no matter what. He wanted children, he was a God. But he wanted to be a father and a mother. He had all the abilities, the skills, the character, the identity. For he was many within one. He had a mother's side and a father's side. But he had no children. So the everlasting covenant now was step into bringing forth children. That he would come into contract with. Have an oath and a bond too. And he would have his family. And let's hear how it began. We're going to turn to Genesis 1, 26 through 28. We're going to listen into the terms of the everlasting covenant. I'm going to give us a little background from Genesis about you. And it starts in Genesis 24, 1, 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth a living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the field, beast of the earth, after his kind. And it was so. Verse 26. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and every living thing that creeps upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. We're learning patterns, rules. Each life form would bring forth another life form like it. That was the rule, the pattern. This was part of the everlasting covenant that God had with life itself. And God said, let us. Well, who is that? Well, that's him, his father, his mother's side. His Holy Spirit, his word. Let us make man. Now that that doesn't mean sex. It means the name of the being. It's not a cattle. It's not a beast of the field. It's not a bird, a fowl of the air. It's not a creeping thing. It was called man. In our image. That's real important to study. And after our likeness, you had to come from a father and a mother, like the beast of the field, an egg and a sperm had to come, each bringing something different. In this case, man was to have the genetic image of God and the genes of his likeness. And let them, man went from one to them. It means the species. Mm -hmm. Even on your planet. You are different than the cows, the dogs and the cats. You may act like a dog sometimes or a beast of the field, but you're not. You were to be made, the rule was, you to be made after someone else's, a father and mother's, image, and likeness, and let them have dominion, authority, rulership over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing That creeps upon the earth. This new spiritual being. Man. Was to be made in God's image himself. After his likeness. And he was to have rulership. Dominion. Over all on the earth. This was the everlasting covenant. To you little one. Yeah. In the beginning it was. Verse 27. So God created man, this being, this new being, in his own image, in the image of God, created he, him. Him, man, was both male and female, just like him. You had two parts of yourself within one. Created he them. This is just scratching the surface. I stayed in these scriptures for years and still do. There is so much there. We learn that we are, we learn that through the everlasting covenant, we were created. The love of this Father made in his image. The man's side, the male side, the father's side. The God's side and his mother's side, agape love. Verse 28, and God blessed them. That's the covenant. And God said unto him, he's already talking to us. We're in his womb. Do you talk to the babies in the womb? Some of you do. You tell them, I hate you. I reject you. I don't want you. You're unloved. And you abort them. Others pray over them, bless them, speak names and blessings to them. Well, God had these two, these two creatures who were all in man, them, whoever them were, we don't know yet. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he. Him, male and female, created he, them. Each of us has a male side and a female side. Sometimes I have to be a warrior. Sometimes I have to be loving. Mm -hmm. And we're shown, and we are shown what this looks like. When God separated us out to a male body and a female body. Mm -hmm. Different. But from one with different purposes, different genes, different hormones, different looks, different role and purpose to have. Verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, they're still in him right now when he was speaking this everlasting covenant to them. Be fruitful. And multiply, bring forth more of you and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Let's continue just a little bit more. God was making an eternal covenant, legal binding decree, speaking to the children within his own womb before he even breathed them out. He was talking to them, telling them about the covenant. He was blessing them. He was decreeing to them their purpose and their duties, and he was blessing them. When a parent speaks to the child in a woman's womb, you can bless them or curse them. This was the beginning of the everlasting covenant with all of humanity, even you on another planet. Mm-hmm. Human actually means, comes from two words, Hu, H-U, humus means dirt of the earth. And man, M-A-N, a spiritual being inside a dirt body. That's all the word human means. Doesn't mean an earthling. You got dirt on your planet. Humus, dirt, and you're a forever being. So you too are a human. So God knew that his child would be lost to him, changed and perverted due to ignorance, due to the interference of Satan, and would become a child of Satan himself, made in his image and likeness, and would work against him and hate him and his kingdom. But the covenant that he made inside of himself, that he just spoke and blessed to these children, would always be in full legal contract with them binding and he would reassure them throughout the ages that it was still there but he did have to have a plan B because he knew these children he was first birthing with this legal contract would be lost the con they would fall away the contract would not The covenant would be there, but he'd have to rebirth new children Mm -hmm. in order to come back into the agreement, into the covenant legally with him. But his everlasting covenant was always there, waiting, never changing. His heart broke when we fell. And we left the covenant. So parents, fathers, mothers, they always seem to love their children. No matter what happens to them. But we don't want to see them continue in what they're doing. Or what they've become or how they think. But we hold in our love. Mothers are a lot better than fathers. Fathers are tougher. So this God needed a mother's side one that was agape love, driven, and founded in. But through the everlasting covenant, both the father and mother, and the legal boundaries, the legal decrees, the words, were held in place. Through thousands and thousands of years, through darkness and bewitchment, and yet it was still there. It is still here now for you. Because the everlasting covenant was legal, binding, and eternal. And between God the Father, God the Mother, with their children, it would hold. Oh, you that had become a child of another, Satan, the dragon, made in his image and likeness, when we all fell in Adam long time ago, we'll read about that. The everlasting covenant was still there. It was trying to work with us as flesh creatures. The best it could. It would find some along the road, along the way it could covenant with, come into agreement with, make and renew the everlasting covenant with. Different people throughout ages he could come into contract with. He would help them also by making and renewing on earth the covenant again. Binding himself to humanity on every planet and every star system and galaxy. The everlasting covenant never changed. It was to have a child, you, but not in the form, the shape that you're in. He couldn't contract with you as Satan's child. The everlasting covenant held through ages of darkness, being forgotten, twisted and perverted, not by him, but by Satan. The everlasting covenant that we learn and read about in Isaiah 61 verse 8 was to make a covenant with you, a new child. Of a new birth. He was going to have what he wanted. He was going to be in an everlasting covenant. As a father and mother. With you. One way or the other. If he had to even birth you anew. As a new creature. In his son. Through a sacrifice. On a cross. The everlasting covenant to humanity provided all the things that were necessary for the success of the covenant and its recipient, you. In the beginning, you were called the son of God. That means offspring, not a male species. The word son, S-O-N, means offspring. The covenant provided the framework, the pillars, the foundation, Of this legal binding contract. Number one. You were to be made. In God's image. and After his likeness. You were to have God's dominion. On earth. Your planet. Number three. You were blessed. And would have God's blessings. Number four. You were to have the gifts of the spirit. To help you. Number five, you were to have the Holy Spirit who was the kingdoms of heaven's governor to help you learn how to live in the culture and and to abide by the rules of the kingdom of heaven on earth. You were a colony sent to another planet. You were a spirit being in dirt who was to rule. The spiritual part of earth and yourself, and then reflect that out through the dirt. Number six, the covenant provided you with God's wisdom to use knowledge. Number seven, it provided God's knowledge of all things, truth, and light. Number eight, It provided you with God's faith and understanding. Number nine, it provided God's healing abilities. Number 10, it provided God's miracles and their ability to back up your words. Number 11, you were given God's discerning of spirits for your ever person. Number 11, you were given God's diversity of languages. Number 13, you were given God's agape love. 14, the covenant provided to you even in the womb. And now, if you've been born again, a new creature of the covenant, you were Given God's agape love. Fourteen. You were given God's eyes to speak prophetic visions. You could see into the future. Mm -hmm. Number fifteen. You were given God's heart of love to suffer long. Sixteen. You were given God's heart. His mother's side of kindness to all things. Number 17. You were given God's heart of not to envy others. 18. God's covenant to you gave you the ability not to be prideful. Number 19. God's everlasting covenant to you in the womb, in your early days of life, before you came out on your planet. You were given God's heart of not getting puffed up by pride, as Satan did. You had a gift to stay humble. Number 20. You were given God's heart not to act or behave itself unjustly or in any unrighteousness. But the you you have become, you don't have that anymore. You have Satan's image and likeness. When you look around the world and you see what we're doing to each other, to nature, to the climate, how we talk, what we do, what we become. That's not God. That's the image and likeness of Satan. And I want to end this lesson, lesson two, right here. We still have a lot more of what abilities and the covenant offers to us from the image and likeness of God. The covenant was telling us when God spoke to us in his womb what we were to do. When we were created in his image and after his likeness, it provided for us, gave us abilities, blessings, gifts, talents. And they went with us out of his womb when we were brought forth and breathed into the humus to dirt. We became what they're called a living soul, a living being. The dirt came alive. Mm -hmm. The spirit of life was in there. We, the forever person, were now in there. Mm -hmm. And this is just the beginning of the everlasting covenant with humanity. Beings inside of dirt. We're not cattle or Cats or dogs or creatures. We are made in God's image. And after his likeness, it became perverted. We see that. You're you're learning a lot about that in the kingdom of darkness. You have to study this ancient father's heart, Satan. To understand the difference between the loving author and creator of the everlasting covenant with us. But we're just beginning to study ourselves and how we were made. And the love that brought us forth. Very complicated spiritual beings. Two that were one. One that was to be many. So let's continue to study ourselves and the everlasting covenant. If you start learning what was promised to you. Long, long ago. And you look at yourself now. They're not the same. You're not the same. You need help. The everlasting covenant also provided that way. That out of death would come life. Out of a sacrifice of love. You could be returned. Not in the condition you're in now. It is a mess. But as a new creature that the everlasting covenant provided for. Waiting to come into agreement and covenant with you. To apply it in your life. But you had to be born again. A new creature of the light. Of truth. Taken out of the kingdom of darkness. You have to die to who you are. Your old spirit part of you has to pass away. And it does. And your soul, that icky old thing, it has to be transformed. What that looks like is let's say that you currently are evil and wicked. You know what that means. You lie. You cheat. You're corrupt. You steal. You vote to kill babies in the womb. And let's say you choose freely to be born again, to be touched by this everlasting covenant, to be in a new family spiritually. Then God makes a way for that. Now your new spirit changes and transforms from its knowledge that it gets to its soul. And the soul says, I'm not to be evil and wicked anymore, not to say unkind things. I'm not to lie, cheat, be corrupt, sell my children for money. I'm not to lie on a microphone. And I'm no longer to support abortion, killing babies, Mm -hmm. selling children into the sex slave. No longer able to support slavery and slave labor. I'm no longer greedy for money. I no longer use money to buy beautiful boats and yachts and houses. I don't hide my money anymore. I use it for the good of others. You change in your deeds, your actions, your thoughts, your purposes. Because you... The forever person who is now in agreement with, back in the legal documents, the contract of the everlasting covenant, are different. So you be encouraged. There's hope for you to come back into the agreement of this beautiful, eternal, everlasting covenant. Your spirit changes first, then your soul starts getting information from many sources and it starts transforming the old you in your soul, your beliefs, your concepts, your traditions you've been following, the religion you're in. It all passes away unto death and you start new, developing the kingdom of heaven culture traditions, laws within your soul and out through your physical body. If you would like that today, it is here and you can get on the path of the everlasting covenant. Travel with it to reach others. Be like Pastor Deborah and go to other galaxies and star systems. You'll be allowed to go to the colony on Mars and teach and help others to find the everlasting covenant and to step into the blessings of Genesis 1, 26 through 28. To be birthed anew spiritually and to transform your soul and your thinking and to live as a citizen. Of the kingdom of heaven. On whatever planet. You are on. When I have CIA people asking me. What country am I from? I tell them. I'm a citizen. In good standing. From the kingdom of heaven. That's me. The real me. Spiritually. Upon my earthly death. When this body gives way to death. My spirit lives on. Mm -hmm. You have to put your spirit first. What kingdom it serves. Darkness or heaven. And that's to be ruling your three-part system. Of spirit, soul, and physical body. Everything you see in the earth. All the governments, they're not of God. All the politicians, they're not of God. All the laws and rules and what we see people doing, slave labor, business, commerce, none of that is of God and his kingdom. It's of Satan and of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. If you want to come out of that and enter into the everlasting covenant, it is here for you right now. Father, any of those who desire, to come into agreement with you into your everlasting covenant and be blessed by you so they can fulfill genesis 126 through 28 on their planet out from their spirit to their soul and their dirt body make it happen and then while you're doing that father give them a spiritual circumcision Free their spirit from the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. So you can talk to it, teach it, minister to it, heal it, even though it's in their dirt body. Make it happen. Fulfill your everlasting covenant with them as new children, creatures of the light, the truth, that they can travel with you. And the covenant, and let other people know about you and your words spoken to all of humanity, a forever person in a dirt body long ago. Father, be about your work, fulfilling Isaiah 61, verse 8, in their lives and in your lives. Be about your work, Father, for they are here listening. Help them to desire you and your covenant of everlasting love and light for themselves. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you again in lesson number three of the everlasting covenant. We'll keep going a little deeper. Sometimes I go off from my notes, and that's okay. There's so much. To learn about the covenant, the creator of it, the legality of it, the time frame of it, everlasting. You, who it desires to have as a partner, a legal binding partner, and what it means to you and others, wherever you are. So come again. I'll see you. Lesson number three. Bye.